Hello, you're listening to the Consequential Podcast. I'm Dave Convery. We're at Thought Bubble, which is why Roger is already drunk and sticking his tongue out like a tiny child. Hello, Roger. I'm not drunk. I plan to be. And uh, with a former guest, now in actual person, Lucy Bellwood. Hello! Who has been tabling at the show. I have. Tell us about that. It's been great. People have given you money. In exchange for comics. Brilliant. The wheels of capitalism keep on turning. Have you had a lovely time? I've had a wonderful time. It's been really great. I've been looking forward to coming to Thought Bubble for ages, and this is my first time exhibiting at the show. I am in a tent. It's very exciting. What are you What are you peddling? What's What, oh, man, what should our dear listeners all, like, three and a bit of them buy? Well, the three and the bit of you who are into boats, and the bit of you I'm really sorry about, um, that thing with the whale, uh... I've got a new comic out that is called Down to the Seas Again, which is a print edition of the travelogue comic I did when I went sailing on the whaling ship Charles W. Morgan this summer, which is an original 1840s wooden whaling ship, the last of its kind in the world. Um, Doesn't sound very old over here, but I assure you, in wooden boat terms, it's very old indeed. That's that's already doing it for me, because I briefly diddled around with specializing in or writing a lot about Melville when I was back near Academia. Well, let me tell you Loosely contemporaneous and kind of exciting. Yeah, this is the ship uh, that... the Well, the the Morgan was contemporary with one of the whalers that Melville shipped out on when Mm. he went on his whaling expedition. So um, it is actual living history that you can touch bits of it that are from 1841. Still Mm. like 10% original material. Um, And they finished renovating her and she went sailing for the first time in a hundred years. And I got to go. uh, And it was very fun. Um, and historically titillating. So I did a comic all about it, and I have that at the show, which is very exciting, and another comic, just a shorter black-and-white mini about the original Tall Ship Lady Washington uh, being the first vessel to make contact, American-flagged vessel to make contact with the Japanese in 1790... 1791. It's niche stuff, okay? Don't look uh, at me like that. <laughs> I was. Just, it was that please explain more, because I'm lost, sort of, look. You, you have that all the time. Yes, I know. I know. I basically live my life that way. Roger, have you had a lovely time? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. What have Why you been doing? Why is the jury still out? Oh, God, I don't know. I I think I say this every thought moment. I think I say it on every podcast, but I prefer conferences to cons. I would far rather listen to a structured presentation with five minutes for questions at the end than I would listen to a panel. I, I like a bit more structure of the day. I like information design. I like a program that you can actually fucking read. Um, but um, so I, I've had a lovely day with the sort of traders' tables and things, and the panels have been interesting. But it's just not quite scratched that itch for an event for me. And you come for the panels, right? This is what's yeah. been interesting watching you guys plan your trip is that you were very focused on panels and talks and things. And I will which... fit in the trading tables when I possibly can. Yeah, and which talking is to people way and... different from the way yeah. that I experience shows. Yeah. So that's always really interesting for me. I yeah. do relatively few panels too, so mm. it's not a big part of my experience. They they have been good apart from the diversity one, which was. <laughs> All white guys? Gently shambolic. No, uh, no, no. It, it was mostly white women, and they profusely apologized because basically the people of color that were going to come, one of them had a recent family bereavement, and one of them had travel problems, so oh. they were they were down on numbers. They put the effort in though. But no, it was it was it, there was no there were no diversity problems with the diversity panel. It just wasn't very interesting. Mm. Plus, you know, you let audience, the audience ask questions, you get what you, anyway. That's gonna drink my wine now. What you're saying is that we're too stupid to allow to be allowed to be here. Mm. That's why you can't have nice Collectively, things. Yeah. Well, I most we, certainly am. Yes. Good. What have you found? What discoveries have you made? Enlightenment and some stuff to do with how it feels when you... No. Um, I have picked up the um, latest volume of Armour, which is Frederick Peter's yes. um, 
taking the ink out of the cleaners, basically. It's it's trippy, bizarro sci-fi that actually makes sense. I don't know why you insist on comics actually making sense. It's, I don't, it seems like can't. He's great at not making sense in very stylish ways. Somebody call the burn ward. <laughs> um, no, it's fantastic, but it's right at the edge of what's plausibly coherent. Um, I picked up Orbitals. I want a bit of a sci- sci-fi kick, so um, Cinebook, publish, uh, or translate, publish, whatever, both. Some fantastic sort of hard to semi-hard... Oh, God, I'm looping through some kind of sci-fi version of the stool chart. Um... <laughs> Hardish sci-fi through to really quiet. What what would a light speckled sci-fi be? <laughs> Voyager. Oh. Obviously. Continue. <laughs> I'm not sure I should. It can't get any worse. So you picked up three volumes of Orbital. Yes, on um, on Cinebl- um, the Cinebook stand. So you should. Um, it becomes algorithmic after a certain point. Their pricing. Yeah. Um, if you buy enough, you can crash reality. Yeah, I, I heard that, but. If you do that, you have to start buying pirate comics, and I'm not sure I want to. I like the look of those. Long John Silver looks good. I'm not sure about some of the others. Um, um, but, um, yeah, Orbital, it's sort of future space diplomacy, space opera stuff. It looks beautiful. Um, Armour is almost... Uh, well, it's the second volume. I don't know what's in it, but from the, the look of the first, it's it's this fuckwit in a big sci-fi universe, and it's probably heading for a kind of planet, planetary sentience conspiracy-type shtick. And also the teaser issue of the second volume of Porcelain. So I love these guys, and I hope we can get to talk to them. So this is Improper Books or Improper Publishing. and Improper something, I can't remember what the noun is. It's probably on that. If you pick it up, it's right there. I th- okay. It might make a noise. Yeah, I just kind of... Just, 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 just... Improper Books. Hey, there we go. Um, and Research. This... We's good at it. The highest this... academic standard. <laughs> This is the follow-up to their first volume. So the first volume is the story of a little orphan girl who climbs over the um, fence of a haunted house and finds a kind of slightly steampunky gentleman sorcerer who builds automata out of bone china. And this turns out to have a dark secret. And this is the follow-up where she has basically assumed his mantle and is having some kind of delayed adolescence in a giant manor house full of creepy animated porcelain. So what they, what's, there are lots Very of much like your own childhood. Yeah, I don't think she's drinking quite as much port. It but, explains so much. But um, what's cool about these guys is they've got quite a funky... So they've, they've got good artists and good ideas, and they do sort of slightly fairy tale stuff. But they've got a really interesting kind of commercial and market address model. I think I may have talked about this last time. But um, at Thought Bubble two years ago, they did these really high-quality, shiny half-length preview issues, so it's like 13 pages. The first 13 pages of the book, you can get a really strong flavour of it, very highly, highly produced. And then about nine months to a year later, so again, I picked up the trade at Porcelain, but it was out uh, at Thought Bubble, but it was out before that, they shipped the damn thing. So they, they work quite hard to generate buzz based on a really good, tangible thing. Now, with my work hat on, basically they're doing very high-end content marketing. It's 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 a very neat inbound marketing model where you give people high value content that then guides them down the funnel, and they've they've done it again. They've released the little teaser issue. It's delightful. I'm obviously going to pick up the next one. They're good at this. And you also got mulp from them, didn't you? Yes, which, which is not a disease. No, it, I mean it sounds like a kind of bad caption sound effect sex noise, but it's actually t- it's it's actually Indiana Jones with mice. I'm into it. 
<laughs> Which bit? Is this an actual? Is this an actual like full length comic? No, it's it's a little thing. So this is one of five. Um, as such, it's not great value because it's a fiver, but it is a beautiful thing, very well produced. This is what a few pages. It feels like about 30, 40 pages. It's kind of Euro style. Yeah. Um, but a, just longer than an American single. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and it's it's sort of mouse, it's perfect bound, mouse nice. tint. Uh, mouse Indiana Jones does ancient Egypt. Mm. So they apparently they they find a skeleton which enables them, which acts like a Rosetta Stone, and enables them to translate a language, and they find a conspiracy. And it's just lovely and beautiful, and the color palette's good, and it's well produced. In it, it smells of ooh, I like that. Sniff the print stock. Oh, I'm detecting notes of uh, pine. It's good. It's yeah. nice. <laughs> Would anyone else like a whiff? Oh God, go on then. Take a hit. The first one's free. <laughs> That's delightful. Uh, I think we can probably proclaim Mulp the best smelling book of the show. I think, well, I think no, it's, no, no. it's, it's Sing No Evil is here. You need to get your nose in that because it is. It can knock a man out of twenty paces. And who's that by? That is by uh, J.P. Ahonen and um, oh god, I can't remember the name of the other artist. They're Finnish. In my defense, does, um, it, does it smell evil? It does a bit. Yeah. I well, it smells very inky, and I don't know if this is the same. This is the the they've translated it recently. Um, I ordered the Finnish edition because I was a little bit obsessed. Um, but it looks just absolutely gorgeous. The first time somebody showed me pages from it, it uh, Tony Cliff, actually, who of mm. Delilah Dirk fame, um, recommended it to me, I think, and I was just so blown away by the artwork. It's it's uh, follows the trials and tribulations of a death metal band, but it's a little bit... The character design reminds me a bit of Jen Wang's people. They have those kind of big eyes and very expressive mm. faces. Um, cartoony, but set in a really lush, realistic world. Uh, and I was so enamored with it that I emailed the guy and asked if I could buy a copy off of him if he would ship it to America. And he said, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's in Finnish. Do you read Finnish? I said, no, but I, I want it. I want to hold it. I want to touch it. And he was like, yeah, okay, fine. Cool. Uh, it is coming out in translation. So it is it's now, out now. Yeah, it's yeah. out now as Signo Evil in Finnish. It's Perkeros is the name of the band. Yeah, cool. Um, but highly recommended. I'm, I'm trying to wait until I get back to the States to buy a copy. But it is good stuff and very, very pungent. So if, if you could recommend one person who is definitely here, um, and let's assume that no one's going to hear this before the end of the show, but one person who's here whose books they should check out, who's that person? I only got one very brief chance to walk around today and saw people that I mostly already knew, um, but I really enjoyed... You seem to have missed where I was just telling you to plug your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, getting, okay, I'm getting, there to we go. Okay. getting to it. Okay. Jeez. Okay. Drink your wine and chill the fuck out, dude. I don't, I don't know which friends of mine are here. I should put in my defense, because of aforementioned program layout, I didn't know who was here, actually, mostly, until today. And I'm still being surprised at every turn, so that's been really enjoyable. Um, I got to talk to Dan Barry and meet him in person uh, today, which was lovely. really delightful. He is lovely. Um, his comics are also lovely, and just, again, if you're talking about beautifully produced minis, they're reasonably priced. Uh, they're absolutely gorgeous. He prints his watercolor comics on the same paper that he uses to draw them, Ooh. which is great. Uh, and also has available um, sketchbooks of originals hanging out behind his table. So, like me, although less idiotically than me, he does his single-sidedly. But um, he did bust out when I said that I liked that comic that you mailed me, Dave, actually. Um, Carry Me, is that what it was called? Yeah. Uh, which I reread the end of it standing there while I was looking through the originals and actually just teared up on the floor. It, it cuts straight to the crux of my feelings about everything. Uh, it's a beautiful little piece, and his work is just light and effortless and sweet, and he's 
so nice. Indescribably nice. He also uh, has some excellent prints of rock and roll foxes. Yes, I roxes, if you will. I was tempted. I choose not to. I do. No, I. Yeah, you should. You you should get the one jumping off the Tower of Amps. I like that one. Ooh, ooh. I know. Foxy. <laughs> Fox sake. You are the worst of them all. No, just because that was the worst pun. You're on your high and mighty horse all the time. No, no, I don't make puns. Everybody, Roger makes all the terrible puns. I do. He does. Okay. All right. Trebuchet. Roger, you have to recommend one person of the show. Oh, I was just going to whiff on about the stuff I wanted to pick up tomorrow because I've not had much time to get around on the floor. But... Well, which one do you want to pick up the most? Um... Thanks for sabotaging the format, everyone. That's brilliant. Um... It's almost as though we don't care about your feelings. It really is, yes. yes I just... said one person. Okay. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff. I mean, porcelain, uh, por- uh, the porcelain stuff and the, the stuff from the improper guys would probably be my, my kind of pick of the, the big small. Um, Howard Hardiman's here with his delightful little story about a badger that needs a nap. What? Sorry. I have badger feelings. Sorry, I should have warned you about the badger comics. <laughs> so Howard did The Length, which is... Um, kind of a romantic comedy about sex workers, I guess. And it's lovely, and I read it on the blog, and I talk about it a lot because I think it's fantastic. And he's a charming, charming man. Um, And he has done a comic called Badger's Day Out, I think, which Mm. is about a... And it's beautiful little pencil-y line work, and it's about a badger that has a nice day out and then needs a little snooze. And he's also it's also being adapted as a choose-your-own-adventure game with Kara uh, Ellison. Yeah, but the book is also a choose-your-own-adventure in that it's got this little code along the bottom of the pages, these sort of numbers, where if you want to read it in a different way or progress his day out through different paths, you can just kind of flick through it differently. It's also, it's all sketched in pencil, and it's printed Actually, absolutely beautifully. Actually, am I conflating that with the Dungeons & Dragons thing from the Improbable Books, guys? I hope I'm not. Because the Improbable Books guys have this really cool comp- concept with the thing about a dragon and a horse, which you can read as a choose-your-own-adventure. Mm. I might have mixed the two up in my head. But the Badger thing is lovely, and you should all go and go and give Howard some money, because he's a lovely man with a lovely book. I think he's running out of stock as well. What is his last name again? Hardiman. Hardiman. He, um, he's also super into art history and um, kind of early modernism, and has a sort of modernist geometric colouring book. So he had an art show where he did a lot of heavily geometric bits and pieces, and he's turned his line work into a colouring book, so you can colour in your own. It's sort of, it looks like you sort of crashed together bits of Kandinsky, bits of Molinaggi. Um, who's the other really geometric modernist? Uh, You're looking at me like I know the answer. Uh, Mondrian? Yes, yeah. There's a lot of thick black lines and thick so colours. I wasn't thinking of Mondrian, but yeah. Um, it's a little bit more circular than Mondrian, but yeah, it's it's basically it, it looks a lot like what would happen if you gave like Molinaggi or uh, Malevich an um, um, a um, my brain's gone funny. Enema, horse, no, no, two dogs, no, a pint. one cup. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you gave them an, an Adobe Illustrator license, and he's he's rendered, he's rendered this out as a um, as a coloring book, and it's just this wonderful, cute little thing. Those are good. I would like to see more of those. Actually, my friend Hazel Newlevent did a, a people of coloring book, which is just <laughs> famous community leaders and people of color throughout the ages, but rendered in a, a nice, clean line style. And then you can go through and make them any color you damn well want, which is fun. I think. Hmm. Um, other things to pick up. The Eternal Mica looks interesting. I'm not wild about Elemental the art. Mica. Elemental Mica. I'm not wild about the art, but I like the concept. 
it's a um, queer superhero comic guy who develops um, super socially awkward, slightly weird dude who develops superpowers when he loses his virginity. Hmm. Um, and is basically, as far as I can tell, some kind of shame-addled, embarrassed, shuffling, awkward superhero. It's also um, published digitally as well for oh. anyone who wants to pick it up. It's on. It's one of the um, self-published comics on Comicsology Connect or whatever they call their self-publishing thing. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's available there too. What about you, Mr. Comrie? What have you found uh, well, in this treasure trove of graphical delights? Lucy, obviously. I'm, you you knew where to find me, though. I mean, I'm, I meant like if there was one comic you have, you would have to buy. It would be yours. Oh, Ignore that I haven't bought any comics off you. Um, <laughs> you own them all already. Yeah, I, I haven't either. I feel bad, but I'm a terrible person. Probably Boule. Um yeah. I don't know what new stuff he's got here because I haven't found him yet. It was apparently in the Armouries Hall, but he wasn't there went at the point of the day when I was in there. Um, Someone was saying that he was basically just sitting behind a table being lovely and didn't really have any, have any stock. Uh, that might be the case. That sounds part for the course. Um, I picked up... I mean, obviously, pretty much everyone knows his stuff on the web. Um, print work you don't really seem to see over here. I picked some up when I was in Canada earlier in the year. Um, if he's got anything by that, it's probably going to be worth it. Um, he, the, I think the last little mini he published was one called Darkness, which was really lovely. Um, just about him being incredibly jealous of his sort of Mr. Darcy-esque roommate. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's a really lovely little story. Which we should point out was a 24-hour comic, and it is rendered in yeah, it's insane. excruciating, beautiful detail. If anything, it's better than the rest of his stuff, which yeah. is just absurd. There's a, there's a thing Chris picked up called um, Crying in Front of Your Dog. Chris Phil so, McAndrew! Who is next to you on the... Yeah, table Phil magic. is my, my table bro. People might know him from the Benign Kingdom series of art books. He did some stuff with them. Um, and the what is the name of the story that got passed around? Are you manly enough for this moustache? Something, something like yeah. that. About a young man who must prove himself to his soon-to-be father-in-law by performing a righteous drum solo and summoning a motorcycle with his facial hair. It's um, great stuff. Okay. It's, it's kind of... At risk, from a quick flip through and at risk of grossly oversimplifying it's, it's sort of masculinity Kate Beaton I don't know what that even means <laughs> it's more single panel stuff I, I, I really liked Phil's stuff when I first saw it because it really reminds me of Ronald Searle who was one of my favourite cartoonists mm. growing up um, and he has that kind of scritchy frenetic line um, it's, it's not I feel like Kate's stuff is, is scritchy but it's um, a little bit cleaner and Phil's is kind of dip penny he does have mm. a Patreon too where you can get delightful little miniature paintings, some of which he has at the show. Mm. Um, and the book is, speaking of nice scents, this is a tactile thing, but whatever they printed the cover mm. on is like weird t-shirt ink or something. I just, it, uh. it's kind of sticky, but really nice. The actual paper stock is quite grainy as well. I had a little fondle. Mm, yeah, it's good. That's um, Jordan Shibley's imprint on civilized books, and they do. So basically nice we're going to go and have to rub that now. Yeah. Yep. We're getting yeah. quite multi-sensory on today's book. Really He's are. running down. He's only got about six copies left, too. Well, so. we're just going to rub Chris's copy. He'll be fine. He's not going to complain. Well... <laughs> nope, no. And I think on that note, uh, we're going to leave it. We're going to be interviewing people tomorrow, and we'll hopefully put that together as uh, another podcast in the coming days. Uh, but now we're going to eat terrible food and go to Nerd Prom. Let's get drunk and go dancing. Nerd Prom! Good night.